All right, listeners, uh, we got a lot of exciting stuff on the show for you today. We got uh, the Ring Drone Uprising. We got Amazon uh, getting away with not paying workers. But first, but first, as well-to-do podcast impresarios, we've clearly done a lot right in our life. Obviously. Obviously. But every once in a while, we get something wrong. And I think yeah, we, yeah. I, I, Brian, you want to take let me let me take this one. Uh, sometimes, you know, as a public figure, uh, it's important to be able to uh, take a step back and uh, you know recognize when maybe you've stepped out of bounds, when uh, there's some accountability to to show to uh, your listeners and your wider community. So. I'm here on behalf of the whole show and, and my, you know, for my own behavior as well. I'm here to say I'm sorry because I was wrong. In fact, the city council did overturn the mayor's veto. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I was wrong. I, mea culpa. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I got it wrong. Yeah. We get things wrong, guys. We're, all, we're only human out there. And that's all we can hope to be. Until the robot up. Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. We're here. We're here. Doing again. <laughs> We're here. We're on our land boats, which are houses, which are boats for the land. Greg is with me. Colin is with us in spirit. And as you guys heard, the city council did, in fact, vote to overturn Mayor uh, Jenny's veto, which is uh, a bit of a surprise for, I, I I would say, at least for the two of us in this room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, I don't think, I don't think Colin was coming out last week saying like, yeah, guys, they're going to do it. Their comrade council is going to. No, this, uh, this was a surprise to me, too. I, I, like the listeners, I don't know what Colin thought because me and you talked over him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of apologies. Um, <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, uh, that was by design, mm. by the design of at least three of the council members who... Uh, very specifically and deliberately refused to not just say how they were going to vote, which is a pretty basic <laughs> thing to ask, but in so refusing to be pen- pegged down on that, refused to campaign for and agitate for and uh, politic for one particular outcome or the other. Um, another thing, you know, we should probably expect of our legislators um so and even you know we're deliberately uh obfuscating where they stood on this and you know over the last month since the veto have in you know uh specific ways and statements uh in seem to indicate they're walking back from their vote to pass this modest tiny ass end of the year budget measure you know i mean uh uh, Dan Strauss, like, you know, profusely apologizing, pulling down his own <laughs> pants so uh, Mayor Best could kick his ass, uh, you know, and statements from him and Herbold and Lewis, like all really hedging on this thing and then refusing to. Again, it's not just like it's weird 
this is the thing is it is weird. It's not just a question of them not saying how they're going to vote. Like they have some, like this is some solemn thing they're keeping to themselves. Like mm-hmm. that's some norm or something. No, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bankrupt way for a, uh, a legislative body to operate. I mean, this is who, this is the state we're in. I mean, it's not surprising. We know this, not just about Seattle, but everything is like, we have literally elected people to represent us, not all of them, but some of them, a lot of the time, and these three in this instance, who we literally have no fucking idea how they feel about Anything. these things, and thus have no idea how they're going to vote until it happens. So we're kept in suspense. Either they're, who knows, they're, they feel one way or the other, and they're playing some, you know, 12th dimensional chess to try and get <laughs> one outcome or the other. And we don't even know because of that now, and this is key. Now that it has turned out one way, and those three did all, in fact, vote to overturn the veto. This, because of this, because what we know, like, they refuse to come out and say this stuff. We we don't know, as politicians, where they stand on this stuff, which puts them, you know, makes, you know, highlights a massive gulf between them and, say, Shama Swant, who... Mm-hmm. None of the none of the uprisings had to happen to know where Shama Swant would vote on any measure taking money away from cops, right? Like, but now, even the even as this has now this bill has passed, the vetoes overturned, we still do not know how they really feel. Yeah. Uh because again, they were keeping this a secret. They have not been strongly um speaking in favor of this budget measure they've been hedging back and forth on where they feel about various like things in you know uh news cycles about the cops and their conduct um and the council and the council's business um and so we don't know now were they oh, was it they were secretly like dead set on absolutely passing this again very insanely modest budget proposal which will not actually be carried out now we, we can get to that um, but we sure, maybe that seems weird that they would play it this way, but we don't know that we don't know that they were actually trying to get out of it up until the end. And we're hoping the wind would blow the other mm. way and they could not be the, the one person and they all just like failed a game of chicken, you know, like, and they all, <laughs> they all chickened out because they couldn't get their heads together in a cabal of the three of them to vote against it, you know? Um, and protect, you know, giving each other cover, making this a uh, five to four uh, failure, you know, um, in which case it might have even been worse mm-hmm. than five to four. Right. Like if the if the wind was blowing that way, you might have not picked up uh, some of these, other, though, though the other um, uh, four were, you know, well, had made statements in support of it. Mm-hmm. That that is even complicated by the fact that even the people on the council, even Gonzalez, seemed to think like this was a long shot because they were someone was holding out, someone was holding out for this not to happen because yeah. enough because Gonzalez didn't draft a whole fucking bill and introduce it as a bullshit compromise to save their ass, to save their face when they upheld the veto. That you know, I, she clearly was worried that was going to happen so they need to the point that she drafted a bill that would they'd be able to turn around and pass to say they did something after they didn't you know yeah and that tells you that like 
this this barely happened. And so uh yeah, you can't come come at me and say like, well, gosh, uh people shouldn't have been so mean to Andrew Lewis because look, <laughs> he's a hero who is uh a comrade in the fight against the cops and was always intending to do this. So now don't you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean there's a temptation to read history backwards and assume that this was always going to happen. But yeah, I mean given uh uh, Gonzalez is sort of rival sort of bill given that Sawant literally, I think while the whole discussion was happening was like tweeting, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to pass. Like, I don't yeah, think like, we're getting fucked on this because of that, the Democrats on the council colluding together yeah. with the mayor. Well, that, and I thought very telling David Croman had tweeted out too, that he had just talked to Andrew Lewis like the day before. And when the vote came through, he tweeted, wow, Andrew Lewis voted to override the uh, veto. Very surprising. It's surprising, um, which but, is... But here's the thing. That's not, that's not... Doesn't mean to say that Andrew Lewis was saying some mm. shit like, I'm definitely voting against this shit. Yeah. It's that I think he it, wasn't saying anything, that he was hedging, which if you're trying to get something done in yeah. a legislative situation, if you're trying to move something across mm-hmm. a field, uh, a goal line... You don't clam up about it and go, gosh, well, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how it shakes out as far as I, the person who decides how I vote, am going to vote. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) bullshit. Okay, so the only reason to do that is if you are either hoping not to vote, hoping to vote, be able to vote against it or hoping something happens you're hoping yeah, yeah. shit changes maybe or, a meteorite hits the planet or you don't worried, gotta do <laughs> or at least very worried that you're not yeah. going to be able to get away with it some for some reason well, so ba- basically this is what it comes down to, is those people were ready we're keeping it at, at the very least the best case scenario is that they were okay not hoping for it to fail like Angela Lewis, but worried that it would and wanted to keep their options open to be able to jump off that train when it failed to not yeah. cast a yes vote uh for a failing measure yeah, okay well, which well, is fucking cowardice well, because it a- meant to to give you to keep yourself in that position you had to not campaign for this the whole month you had to yeah. not be in the press saying of course we have to overturn yeah. this fucking veto this is bullshit fuck the mayor fuck spd they have to be reined in no you they said some things to that effect vaguely yeah. after they voted for it but just to not be caught uh, but ha- voting yes on something that failed with super fucking yeah. dem brain shit. Uh, they sacrificed. They almost. They they nearly. Mm-hmm. Their cowardice nearly killed this. That is what to take away. You yeah. to take away from this. This narrowly, narrowly got out of there. This nothing, uh, yeah. bill that again will not matter. Um, because of their cowardice, even if let's say they're for it vaguely, they wanted to do this. And I think that you can also reasonably guess that that may be vaguely the case. They did vote for it in the mm-hmm. first place. It's whatever. But they're cowards. And so they refused to fight for it over the last month. And they only all kind of came together and were like, you know, oh, I guess. Yeah, it's going to pass. Great. We're all. Yeah. Fuck the police. Yeah. Well, I think that. uh Nothing materially had changed since they voted on the amended budget between then and now. No. So to sit there and be quiet means that all you're doing is, you know, waiting to see which way the winds are blown at the exact moment that you're absolutely forced to have to take a side. Yeah. And uh, to that, I would like to give uh, some credit to 
One, the overwhelming amount of people in the public comment who uh, said, fuck it, defund SPD, as well as the people, uh, some of who, <laughs> which were at Andrew Lewis's house and were happily talking about, hey, Andrew, I'm at your house. I think you should defund SPD. The call's coming from your front yard <laughs> and while I, you're at work, dude. And I think that the real lesson to take away from this is that this kind of pressure and harassment on public officials actually works. Yeah. Well, and, it's, you know, it was and necessary. That is, and that I has mean, to be done because they are spineless. They are feckless. And uh, they are all uh, going to stab you in the back if you don't, you know, constantly keep an eye on them and constantly put pressure on them. Yeah. Uh, whatever, every amount of pressure, all the public comment, all the campaigning, all the marching, mm-hmm. going to their houses. Uh, it all it, because this narrowly passed, like because mm-hmm. this again, this situation tells us like that this barely happened. That means everything mattered. Every yeah. bit of pressure mattered. It, you know, I. It's hard. You can't make a case for any one thing individually, like the, the um, uh, accusation of uh, of uh, a conflict of interest of Andrew Lewis. Um, you know, it's would be weird to say like, haha, look that you know that's what flipped him in the end. He was afraid of that story and it mattering. Uh, no, but it, it all matters. The fact that people were ready to throw anything at him mm-hmm. and not stop and go to his house with this shit and like just do anything and not leave him alone and not let him like go on with his uh, boring council life. Mm-hmm. Like that's what matters, you know? But I think once again, the, the, the summary here is that uh, the action in the street actually mattered and got this yeah. through. And uh, don't uh, lionize or, you know, uh, don't turn your politicians into saints. All right. They're not. No, <laughs> so, yeah. no. At you the have same to force time, them. You have to force their hands at the same time. This is, you know, I said this at the time in my amazement. They have done this good thing. Uh-huh. It's very minor. But uh, that as far as I'm I'm prepared to give Andrew Lewis, who we've done nothing but talk shit about as a guy <laughs> who you know, for all the, because of everything we know about him and everything he won't tell us Mm -hmm. is unreliable is a, you know, a city lawyer, uh, a white milquetoast dork who is apparently, you know, appears to be sort of a boring careerist and is not going to be, you can't count on him for this. That said, they can change their, they can decide to become comrades and like warriors in this fight. They can become uh, another Shamus one anytime they fucking want. Um, so I'm, you know, ready to give Andrew Lewis a clean slate, you know, look, and, and, uh, Dan Strauss, uh, they did this thing. Now, if they just do everything right from here on out, no one will complain or get mad at them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't expect that to happen. I expect they'll be just as spineless and wishy-washy the next time this comes around. But until then, uh, you know, they're not going to get any shade from me. All they can do is prove us wrong. All right. Well, what do you guys think of uh, Mayor Durkin's status at this point? Uh, I mean, it's got to be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> you know, you vetoed it. Uh, then it gets immediately or not immediately, but the veto gets overridden. Three like vetoes. Three bills yeah, yeah. she vetoed were yeah. overridden. The um, jumpstart tax and fuck. What was the other one? I don't remember. But yeah. But uh yeah, uh, they just threw it all. So the, that relationship is totally broken down. <laughs> like, 
between her so, and the council. So does the mayor just like have like nothing at this point? Like, do we just have two separate governments that are coexisting? I mean, she doesn't control the council. She doesn't control the police, but she still has more control over the police. Look, this bill they passed defunds, you know, 3% approximately of the SPD budget for the last three months of the year about, which means like it's a, uh, you can look at it like it's, a 1% for the 2020 year annually, or if you did kept the same measures into the next year, it would be a 3% cut. It's not much, but also it's not, a, it's not going to happen. They're not, they're not going to spend 3% less in 2020 than they were budgeted. They're going to spend over their budget. No, oh, yeah. a lot, none of these reforms are going to be able to carried out by the end of the year. Forget the fact that, that the mayor's office and then the cops are going to drag their, feet on literally every part of it such that they will probably do none of it by the end of the year just through bureaucratic like foot dragging um but even if they did i mean legitimately like it would be hard to carry this stuff out to the point where you actually save the money by the end of the year plus they're gonna be way the millions over their fucking budget in overtime anyway so they're gonna be over their whatever 409 million dollar budget for 2020 uh and you know what matters with this is the momentum. Mm-hmm. So now this could have ended here and all hopes to defund any police departments in America could have died uh, last week. Um, like a just dead and ended this. But this is a tiny, tiny little bit of momentum. And yeah, it leaves the mayor pretty much powerless. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't look good. I mean, uh, you know, I most of all have been concerned about Jenny's legacy. You know, it's very yeah. important to me. I want to know where she's going to end up. Are we going to put her on Washington State's Mount Rushmore of politicians? <laughs> and I got to say, uh, this is one step back from uh, getting on that getting on that mountain. So uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> well, like we've, we've said all along that she doesn't really want to run again. Yeah, I, I, I think this solidifies the fact that she definitely is not running again. She's not really yeah, running. Yeah. She uh, she filed to run because again keep her options open mm. winds could shift but mainly to not seem irrelevant to not to not mm. do so is to announce i'm a one-term mayor i'm irrelevant also mm-hmm. really she just wants to get back in the federal government yep. at a higher level than she was before so by she wants a spot in the biden administration but you can't do that by being a retiree by, although biden's going, a retiree or by saying <laughs> i'm retiring i'm done and then you know yeah. it's just it's for a careerist from, I mean, you can do that, but for a that's not no. how the careerist mind works. And mm-hmm. because she's probably not likely to get anything now with, you know, with this, I mean, if they go really hard, like law and order, I mean, she's trying to build her law and order credentials here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really working because there's the whole like right wing narrative about how like that's sh- total bullshit about how the West Coast Dem mayors are like giving in to Antifa or like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, you could see her getting uh, plucked away uh, in time to not run for re-election. But uh, if that doesn't happen, I still think she'll pull out at the last minute. Hey. Be hilarious if she just goes down with the ship and just be better for everybody. It'd be great if she did run. Yeah. It'd be yeah. great. Because whoever we can get through a primary with her mm-hmm. will be the mayor. Yeah, well, especially if uh, somebody got smart in the lib centrist side and tried to run some other candidate and they just kind of like ate each other's lunch. Dude, in the primary? Uh, yes. No, nice. I mean, it'd be, yeah. it'd be perfect because if she drops out, then there will be just some centrist ghoul mm-hmm. 
who comes out of nowhere, who I don't even spend thinking about. (laughs) I don't even want to think about who that would be. Um, and would, you know, would get a ton of institutional backing, but yeah, if what, if she is in the primary and then some, because she obviously sucks somebody, even if this doesn't happen, but especially good, if they try to put somebody up, some, you know, some Dem types try to put somebody up there, some, you know, downtown Seattle association Mm -hmm. pick, um, yeah, and then, but either way, like, yeah, Jenny and whoever in a top two primary um, could be a really uh, nice path to City Hall for somebody. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, our good friend Eli Sanders has a new, a lot of free time. Maybe he'll run. Perfect, <laughs> yeah. Did either of you see that tweet from Ryan Packer about Durkin, her re-election campaign donations? No. No, no. She's been running for re-election for over 200 days, and she's only reported donations from 19 people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'd be interesting to see, like, a comparison there. But that, that, I mean, that seems bad. Yeah, especially for a city mayor with a lot of rich friends. That seems bad. Well, like, I mean, it's Uh, obviously, like... I think her friends know she's not running. It's a city Yes. Exactly. Yeah. She's not actually raising money, right? Yeah. If she's I think not, that's the she's end. not holding dinners. She's not having parties at her house. Mm-hmm. She's not doing this because she is not running. Like we've been saying for two years, three yeah. years, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like I think not she's, really running. She's gonna run on getting a basketball team back to Seattle, and then she's gonna <laughs> win. Oh, God. see, I just don't think that she wants to be mayor. I, I, I've held this that's opinion yeah. since she got she into office. Did. I don't think she wants to be mayor. Yeah. Now, um, mayor of basketball, maybe. Yeah, I know if it was going to be sports. an easy win, if it was going to be an easy win and she was having an easy job, but she can't be enjoying it now. Yeah. She's going to try and stick in there as long as she can before having to drop out, hoping to get uh, hoping to get um, picked up by the the Biden administration. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it works this- side by side, Cindy McCain. Yeah, basically, I think this is oh, the... This is her whole thing at this point. It's just trying to somehow end up getting getting rescued from Seattle uh, via a chopper sent by Biden. <laughs> That'd be so and, I mean, imagine like relying on that. That'd be so good too. <laughs> like, well, aren't we all? Aren't we all, Brian? <laughs> she said the top of City Hall. It's like evacuating Saigon, right? You know, <laughs> the helicopter coming down and swooping her back to Washington. Get to the chopper, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, imagine, like, yeah, being like this loyal servant of the Democratic Party, coming up through like the prescribed New Democrat mm-hmm. method of being a tough on crime prosecutor, coming up being a U.S. attorney. You know, not getting that AG pick, sticking it out, coming in to rescue a Democratic stronghold when your uh, Democratic mayor rich friend is accused of raping his family. Uh, Step, you know, coming in, you know, taking the bullet of being a mayor um, and uh, and ultimately uh, you stick it out through like the worst possible years to be in that position. You, but you toe the line for the democratic establishment. And in the end, as you are losing, uh, as you are seeing the numbers that you will be crushed in a, in a primary, 
uh, Cindy McCain is ascended to Attorney General of the United <laughs> States by Joe Biden. So what well, you're saying, Greg, is that this is the first generation of Dem mayors that are going to do worse than their predecessors? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yes. Oh, my God. That's real, dude. Of Dem, pro- of whole, like, of Dem prosecutors. By the way, like... Nothing is made. Nothing we have done has made Mayor Durkin as angry as <laughs> Kamala Harris getting that VP pick. Like you know that when that happened, she like just like crushed like you know her her small like pet just like crushed its skull and her fucking <laughs> grip. She was like you know that could have been my career. That should be where I'm at, but I'm stuck in this shitty state, <laughs> in this shitty city, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just trapped here. <laughs> like like she got. Imagine like getting to the top, going like. The whole route, becoming U.S. attorney in Seattle and thinking like I am on the track and then looking around and going and seeing in everybody's eyes, reading the room, knowing like, oh, no, (laughs) U.S. attorney of the Western District of Washington is a dead end. (laughs) It doesn't go anywhere but down from here. I have to go down to mayor of Seattle. That's all that's open. I can't step up to senator from here. I can't step up to... um, you uh you maybe could have could have done Washington Attorney General to Governor route, um, but uh, you know, yeah, but that wasn't in the cards for her either. Yeah, uh, she was blocked there big time as well. Just just amazing, love it, love to see it. Oh, what a loser! <laughs> yeah, well, Greg, what a bitter old loser. <laughs> well, Greg, you were on the campaign trail of a winner this yeah, week. Yeah. Is going to be a winner because you were out knocking doors. For Sherella Sells, vote for Sherella Sells. Hey, vote for Sherella Sells. But what did you see when you were knocking doors that you told me about? Okay. I saw two things. I'm going to uh, have a little diversion and tell you what the first thing. First of all, you know, had a gay old time, you know, saw some of the old gang, uh, you know, good vibes. Um, I, I, you know, I, I relish the opportunity to get out there and practice my one social skill, uh, which is badgering strangers <laughs> about politics on their doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you know, guys, guys, you know, those, you know, those no soliciting signs people have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I routinely ignore those. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, a lot of times they're like like a red aluminum sign that is mm. like, oh, it's been there. And first of all, you can see it. You can read it. It looks very official. I ignore that, even though because, yeah. first of all, it probably like the like three owners back put it there. And people are like, yeah, I guess I don't want soliciting. So they leave it up. Nobody cares. Yeah. Also, I don't think that's uh, an enforceable. No, anything. no, it isn't. So here's uh, the thing. Fuck them. Well, here's also, the you're thing. not soliciting. You're making friends. I'm fucking getting to that, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so I never I routinely ignore that shit and I have a script um to uh you know some people will throw it in your face almost no one does but here's the thing um so I walked up on this this you know this well this single family home in uh like you know north capitol hill uh north uh, east capitol hill and uh up on their porch, you know, and uh, they, I knock on the door and I step way back, you know, um, it's COVID and everything. And the uh, boomer Karen who opened the door had this look. And what you got to understand is like this woman and I, we're both Americans. And the most <laughs> sacred thing to an American 
the most sort of uh, life-affirming activity you can engage in is acting on the an instance where uh, you can, where someone has transgressed trans- transgressed the rules against you and you can fucking yell at them about it <laughs> and the thing is uh uh don't come at me and miss okay <laughs> this 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 woman opens her door and with this look in her face and she opens a door and immediately her hand goes up like vanna white style like back and forth under this sign that's hanging on her glass like pane door and says, uh, no soliciting. Okay, yeah. first of all, like I said, I when you have those like red little aluminum signs that are like on the steps or on the door, I ignore again, would have ignored it anyway. But this shit was like decorative. It was like the shit my sister has all over her house, the fucking word <laughs> art. It was like it was like a plank of wood with like no soliciting written in fucking script. Okay. In like a Swedish whitewash, you know? And then it had like some words under it that I never clocked really. Um I didn't even see that shit. You know, it didn't matter. Was I yeah. phased? I said, Madam you impugn my honor. I would never solicit you. I am campaigning. <laughs> and immediately she said, well, that, that is soliciting. And I said, uh, no, it's not. According to the law here, I'll, I, you can keep this. I, I, I left a, a thing on her door and she slammed the door in my face. Yeah. Now, you know, if anyone from the campaign is listening, they're probably like, we probably shouldn't have this psycho out doors for us. But listen, you don't want these people. Um, yeah, that was a lost vote. Anyway. Yeah, there was, there was, a, there it, was a Biden sign, the rarely seen in the wild Biden sign in the yard. Um, but here's the other thing. If if they want to get into it with you, and I have gotten into it with some people both here and in, in Iowa in the last year, uh, they say, that is soliciting us. I, I, so no, not according to the law, like as you may know, uh, because you you seem to know that there are laws protecting you uh, from solicitors when you use this sign. Um, who do you think makes those laws? <laughs> uh, and who do you think adjudicates them in, when challenged in court? Uh, legislators and judges, people who fucking run for office, you dumbass rube. Who do you think they're going to make a law that says i can't come to your door and campaign no, i'm sorry uh that is the most protected speech in america there's nothing you can do to prevent me from coming and knocking your door and badgering you about politics and that includes the i'm also speaking to the apartment managers who've tried to chase me out of uh apartment buildings keep who keep repeating the phrase this is private property and I keep saying, so's every driveway in America. Yeah. How do you think this gets done? Like, <laughs> I mean, like it's all private property, dude. There's no public property anywhere. This isn't illegal. Anyway, that's that was my first story from the campaign. <laughs> Overall, I had some really nice talks with a lot of people who were very receptive uh, to uh, Sheree's campaign. Um, also, saw a 100% saturation of doorbell security cameras. <laughs> yeah uh, you came in and told me about this today and honestly for a second i was about to make a snarky comment or whatever but the the truth is i have the last house in seattle without some sort of doorbell security <laughs> we're not in seattle <laughs> yeah yeah, they, yeah, I'm, yeah and i'm not even in seattle but yeah i'm the closest thing to uh, a house in seattle without this uh, they really are everywhere it's my god uh, it is frightening 
Um, but luckily, so when did you get yours, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one, actually, believe it or not. Oh, man. How bad is your family uh, pressuring you to get one? Uh, extremely hard. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, you know, uh, these, you know, ring cameras and such are everywhere. It may seem like they're everywhere, but they're about to be in a lot more places. And uh, Colin, I can't remember if you're the one who found this amazing article, but I think we should read this article from uh, The Verge about all the new places your doorbell camera is going to be. Yeah, here's a little hint. This time, the surveillance is coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the title on this one is Ring's latest security camera is a drone that flies around inside your house. God, I, already I, mean, so I mean, what the fuck? How is this possible? Like, forget that this is some, like, dystopic hell future, like, Terminator or Black Mirror or whatever. Like, if you want to be... The thing is, that's what's... This stuff is insidious in the way that it is packaged in this kind of, like, ooh, look what the next gadget is. Like, it's, it's far with phones, and I'm used to, like, all the phones having all these new expanding things, and then with the the you know integrated home systems with the speakers that talk to me and so yeah oh i can just this is just a plug and play option like the um like the doorbells it's just it's not even a new thing it's not a security camera you're putting up which they have those too of course it's just the new gadget version of a doorbell and yes it has extra features just like your phone has had all these extra features you know before they didn't used to have cameras this now your doorbell has a camera and it is integrated with your shit and same with this, like if you wanted to be a psycho and have security cameras all over your home, it would be more complicated. Uh, but I mean, it would be in some ways, that's the crazy thing. The economies of scale of this and the decision to invest in this te- technology and manufacture it in massive fucking plants with uh, low cost labor in China has made it possible for what is actually an insanely elaborate security system, a flying fucking camera drone that operates in your house autonomously. Well, but that makes it seamless for the consumer who just has to buy the one little box, no setup, plug and play. You just need to find power and put it on your Wi-Fi network with your integrated home system. And you don't have to install a bunch of cameras that would be really obtrusive looking and be like an, a thing you would have to go through that might make you go like, oh, God, I'm installing a camera system in my home that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like it's not going to be as dystopian as Greg is saying. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think Greg's wrong. Let's hear, let's hear it, Colin. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've always wanted City 17 to be inside <laughs> my house, so... <laughs> The subtitle here is the always home cam is an an ambitious new home security device. Wow. Uh, And then it has two pictures here. It it has the picture of it docked and it looks like, I don't know, like a diffuser or something. It's like an Alexa or something. Alexa that the top flies off of. And and then it shows the lid flying around um, asking (laughs) if you want to incinerate your dog or whatever it does. (laughs) So it begins, Ring, latest home security camera is taking flight. Literally. The new Always Home Cam is an autonomous drone that can fly around inside your home to give you a perspective of any room you want. 
when you're not home. <laughs> Very normal thing to want. That is the yeah. pers- this perspective they're referring to is the perspective of paranoia. Yeah. You know, like what is. Yeah. What is funny that like in the 90s, especially if you wanted to establish a character as a potentially dangerous, like paranoiac, right? you would always cut to them in some secret room of their house where they have a display of a bunch of TVs and they're just like watching every other element of their house. Right. And it establishes that there's something not right with this. Yeah, they're da- da- a dangerous element to society that needs to be rooted out and destroyed. <laughs> yeah. You know? But like now this is just everybody, you know, right? I <laughs> just do, doing it with their phones. I do want to congratulate Amazon on creating yet a new avenue to film pornography. So thank you <laughs> for that. Once it's Honestly, done. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it, no, no. It's going to be a whole new genre of cock porn, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like filmed by the little <laughs> ring drone. <laughs> Once it's done flying, the always home cam returns to its dock to charge its battery. It is expected to cost $249.99 when it starts shipping next year. (laughs) Sorry, son. No new Xbox for you. (laughs) Well, imagine if this is flying in your home, what's flying around the detention centers, the concentration (laughs) camp. Yeah, no, that's actually just Predator drones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jamie Siminoff, Ring's founder and, this is in quotes, chief inventor, says, <laughs> says the idea behind the Always Home Cam is to provide multiple viewpoints throughout the home without requiring the use of multiple cameras. In an interview ahead of the announcement, he said the company has spent the past two years on focused development of the device and that it is an obvious product that is very hard to build. Thanks to advancements in drone technology, the company is able to make a product like this and have it work as desired. Finally, military hardware can get into my home. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) The Always Home Cam is fully autonomous, but owners can tell it what path it can take and where it can go. When you first get the device, you build a map of your home for it to follow, which allows you to ask it for specific viewpoints, such as the kitchen or bedroom, or your daughter's bedroom. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> the drone can be commanded to fly on demand or programmed to fly when a disturbance is detected. <laughs> by, by a linked ring alarm system. Oh, my God. Is that, wait, what, what's, di- what's the difference between a disturbance and a specter? I think it's, <laughs> isn't that when a planet explodes or something? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, every like ghost hunting show uses some technology from 20 years ago. right? Oh, my God. Ghost Hunters is going to get one of these and mod it. 100 (laughs) percent. I cannot wait. Oh, man. Yes. Once the Ghost Adventures boys get this. Ooh, game changer. (laughs) So then this article is interrupted by a Porsche ad. Um, (laughs) the, The charging dock blocks the camera's view and the camera only records when it is in flight. Ring says the drone makes an audible noise when flying, so it's obvious when footage is being recorded. <laughs> it's all loud. It just sounds like one of those like dual rotor <laughs> helicopters just flying through your fucking house. <laughs> Honey, yeah. did you, we're, we're leaving. Come put your shoes on. Did you remember to leave your bedroom door open so the drone can get in <laughs> while you were away? In case well, there are any disturbances. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this should be uh, a wonderful addition for very unhealthy relationships across America. <laughs> you know. Well, let's not forget, like, well, when we've talked about Ring before, let's, we've mentioned this, but they're owned by Amazon, mm-hmm. and the Ring cameras are some on the the doorbell cameras are something that's been sold, uh, been in cooperation with and promoted by police departments mm-hmm. because they have a you know basically an app uh structure where they can just like automatically through their their ring app police departments who are set up with this shit for free um in a in uh deals where they also go around and promote like basically sell ring to people on the basis that it's good for neighborhood security uh they can they have a back door where they can ping you on your phone your your ring app going hey there was something in your neighborhood or at your house uh, can we have access to your footage to uh, enforce the law with it? Yes or no. And that's all you just, you know, they bill it as like, oh, we, we only take uh, the footage with, you know, we need permission from the owner. But the point is an entire infrastructure has been built to where it's just like a push of a button at a yes or no question mm-hmm. that hands over complete access to your camera to cops when they, re- when they request it on their own. Um, and that's obviously going to be included in this too. Like, yeah. Well, and as has been true with all this technology, including, you know, uh, things like uh, the, uh, oh, my God, the little listening device that you keep in your house, Alexa. The, you know, the Alexa and all that kind of shit, uh, is that it's come out piece by piece that the police get all this information anyways, whether you answer the yes or no question, yeah. you know, the company that actually owns all the data, which is in this case, Amazon, gives it to the police willingly. Right. So, I mean it is countdown until a ring drone video is used in a criminal court case. Right. But yeah, just, just trust that anything that, you know, your ring drone films, uh, everybody in the world has access to, or at least everybody who wants to pay for it has access to. Yeah. And just in case you're curious, that was called the neighbors app by ring. Yeah. And we did do a show on that at some point. So yeah, we'll, we'll link to it. We'll see if we can find it. We'll link to it. So then it links to the video, the commercial. We didn't watch it. You can watch it if you are interested in being surveilled. Uh, Ring says the camera can be used for simple things like checking if a stove was left on or a window left open or (laughs) if a door is locked when you're away from the home. You know, all those things that you think about routinely. Yeah, Yeah. you you can. uh, There's a mod where you can overlay... um, the first person view of the BFG from Doom and you can hunt your wife through the house. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, It features (laughs) obstacle avoidance technology to allow it to avoid objects in its path and its shrouded propellers prevent damage to property or hurting a pet or person that might collide with the drone. You still may collide with the drone. Yeah. Like don't don't think you're not going to come around a corner and fucking whack into that thing because the room the living room was still for 15 minutes and it was like time for patrol. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're a teen in a household with one of these things, number one thing on your list has to be destroy the destroy drone. Destroy it. Yeah. Whatever, yes. By any means necessary, destroy the drone. You know. Do not let that go on yeah i mean generally anyone who lives anywhere where anyone has one of these anyone in your family 
gets one of these, mm. just, just destroy it. Just take it and step on it. And see, <laughs> take, see how many they want to buy before they get tired of that. <laughs> um, yeah. It will beg you to stop, but don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> uh, then it has this promotional print ad thing for the Always Home Cam, and it says, Indoor only, 1080p video, only records in flight, enclosed propellers, integrates with ring alarm. Wow. Wonderful. It's easy to say this is by far Ring's most ambitious product yet, and it will be very interesting to see if it actually works as promised. We'll have to wait until next year to find out, though. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is just one of those like wonderful articles that was clearly written by the marketing department of Ring and then just printed verbatim <laughs> on <laughs> some tech website. I mean, but holy shit, I mean, Think about how like fucked up this is going to make your life <laughs> having this, like having access to this. Yeah, right? I see no positives at all. Not even a <laughs> single one. Yeah, just being constantly paranoid of uh oh oh my ring uh, fucking drone has detected something, uh, and I have to decide. I have a split second to decide whether I'm going to drone bomb it or not. You know, like just. <laughs> insane paranoia that you're going to be developing I bet it's going to be you're going to like the main buyers of this will be like uh the owners of uh all the foreclosed uh homes oh, yeah. and vacant rentals over the next year that just mm-hmm. like the acres and acres of housing stock that are empty <laughs> that you know they're the again, it's like hey for for 250 dollars mm-hmm. And maintaining the internet connection and a router, um, you can have uh, you can be alerted by your security drone if someone tries to squat in that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's uh, going to be a big. And then you'll go and rent one of those houses, and it'll still be there, and um, you'll have to, I guess, throw it in the trash. Uh, <laughs> well, it's gonna basically it's gonna be in all the foreclosed homes. And it's going to be wired directly to the local police department. And then they'll have the robot dogs that they fucking yeah. activate the second. They're like, uh-oh, we got a drone alert in Sector 7. <laughs> Better fucking activate the fucking robot dogs. Yeah, but it'll have like a Stinger missile on its back at that point. Yeah, yeah, you know? basically. Well, yeah, did uh, you see somebody tweeted the max load of that Boston Dynamics dog? And it can accommodate like some machine gun almost perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Wow, what a uh, hard to see that coming. Yeah, yeah. it can. It happens to be the ex- carry the exact uh, weight, just a pound under, pound <laughs> over an M60 and a uh, thousand rounds. Yeah. The first uh, comment on this is "What the fuck?" Though, so I mean, that's reassuring. <laughs> well, it's like again, it's me that that Boston Dynamics pooch that there was a sighting of online uh pretty much all the comments on that were destroy this if you ever see it so much like the (laughs) ring drone um yeah uh well well, several people i mean this is the state we're in in america right this is why this thing is gonna be in every household in five years is there's several people commenting what the fuck and then somebody just comments hey man i know what you're feeling but is it weird that i want one and that's why it's gonna be in every household in america yeah five years from now they've tapped into like the marketers um it's there it's like these things they're these perfect perfect multi-quadrant products right because it's like you get the the early adopters and gear heads and you get then you also get just the paranoid suburbanites like and you get just you know 
it's what you go when you go to Home Depot, you're like, fuck, I need a new doorbell. There's like 12 different versions of this. And then like <laughs> there's like, you know, some guy opens a drawer like, oh, you want one of the old <laughs> shitty ones? The 20th century doorbells? Oh, by the way, this year, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking in the comments what you're never supposed to do. But this actually, I feel like perfectly sums up the tiny sliver through which the suburban brain like understands the world, which is. I'm getting one. This is awesome. And I don't understand why people are freaking out. This is much less invasive than putting cameras all over your home. And the camera can't see anything unless it's flying. What if there were some third option, you know, other than (laughs) drone and cameras all over your house that you could choose? I'm trying to think of what it would be. (laughs) I just got nothing. (laughs) That's the only choice I got. How is a flying camera less invasive than stationary (laughs) camera? A camera at your head level is more invasive. What he literally means is less economically invasive (laughs) on him. Well, look, no, I mean, look, again, there is a selling point here to that idiot, which is like, you're right, there's not cameras that are on in every room 24 hours a day, and (laughs) which would be weird. But it's like, functionally, it's the same thing. Those cameras that are on 24 hours a day are not recording anything. There's nothing going on, but like (laughs) there's an autonomous camera in your house. Like, what's it for? If someone breaks into your house, like you're going to know that. Yeah. Like what's you'll you'll find out when all your stuff is gone. The thing is like you're in your McMansion, you sleep on the second floor and the the drone is patrolling the bottom floor all night. Like so it catches uh, someone who smashes like breaks and enters early like. You, if you're this, if you're that person, you've got a security system anyway on your doors. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, the big thing about the, yeah, I guess like its best selling point is if somebody broke into your house, you could, uh, I don't know, call the cops or something. But the thing is, is that uh, anybody who is in the income bracket that listens to this show, uh, the cops are going to show up five hours later. And guess what? Guess what? Burglaries don't take five hours. So you're still going to get fucking robbed. <laughs> you're just going to have a fun video that you can watch later. And, uh, and I don't know if you've ever dealt with the police when it comes to stolen property. But uh, let me tell you, they don't give a shit. Oh, like, Brian, uh, you haven't been using your head. You've forgotten <laughs> the large sign in the front yard that says, beware of drone. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, what you should do is just right under your no soliciting sign, just put a no robbing sign right under it to let people know that in this household, this is not allowed. It might have said that on that sign. It might have also said under no soliciting in the part that I didn't read because, again, I only saw it as she was pointing at it. In smaller print, it said something. It probably was like, no politics or campaigning, please. I, I don't know. Yeah, she didn't yeah. say that. Not Terms look, and so. conditions may apply. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there could be one positive outcome from this I'm thinking about, which is it may create like a new art scene like Afghanistan where we get all kinds of drone inspired art made by children. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, the children trapped in the house by their uh <laughs> now bargain basement ultra high tech security system. Yeah, I'm imagining like, like uh, of a like a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, horror film about a kid, you know, that genre and he's got like a big like scrawled mural of the evil drone on his wall, you know, he's and like, parent, he's yeah, formed his, a bond with it where he, it's his God that he worships and does the bidding of, you know, it like tells him to kill and then hovers over him as he kills. Cause it has no weapons of its own. It needs to enthrall uh, a young boy with its camera eye, you know, to, to do its bidding. 
Well, well Lord I, knows that his parents didn't show me love. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is that when I was a kid uh, in my neighborhood, there was these two brothers and the, they were the Castillos and they couldn't leave the block. Right. Their parents would like lose their fucking minds if they were caught like off the block. And so and of course, we all have bikes and shit. So we're all like, uh, well, later, fuckers, right? And we just leave, leave them. And, they, and we'd see them at the stop sign, like, watching us leave, like, you know, like, all sad. And we used to make fun of them for it. But at the same time, we, like, felt kind of bad that, like, wow, that really fucking sucks to have parents this fucking crazy that you can't even, like, go two blocks over. And it was funny because the park was two blocks over, too. So they couldn't even, like, go to the park. But, uh now, like, yeah, what are they? They'd be like confined to their own room or something like that. I mean, the the regime, the security and surveillance regime that children live under today, is one of the most truly disturbing and dystopian yeah. things that. What if uh, we just don't even give any consideration to? Because fuck them, they're kids, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, unbelievable. What if I got one for the boat and trained it to hover over my shoulder like a parrot? <laughs> That would be cool. <laughs> we would we'd have to hot glue feathers and stuff to it, you know, <laughs> so, it look, so it look cool. Yeah. yeah, we might be able to put a speaker on it too, so it could you know play music or something. Be, yeah, I mean, it really should have. A spe- I mean, that's that's going to be version two. We'll have a speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that it can follow you around like a boombox on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be. It should be a drone boombox that like hovers on your shoulder mm-hmm. with. Uh, big woofers. Yeah, and, and it, it uh, looks like a full well, boombox, and it hovers just like half an inch above yeah. your shoulder, so it looks like you're carrying it, but like your your weak uh, arms, you know, you don't have to actually carry it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I yeah. like this. Yeah, isn't that basically just Soundwave the Transformer? <laughs> oh man, I don't think Michael Bay's doing any more Transformer movies, but clearly this is. I mean. This is gold right here. This this internal house drone. And what 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 do you think? What fun racial stereotype could he put on it? And like, you know, what what exciting things could he do with this? I don't know. Wow. I mean, what's cracking, little bitches? <laughs> <laughs> the first words ever spoken by a ring drone. <laughs> it's a, the Michael Bay Transformer one. It would just do TikTok dances, like uh-huh. when it turned into a Transformer, just uh-huh. do TikTok dances. Holy shit! So, I mean, the next ring product, right, is going to be the Boston Dynamics dog rebranded. That's just like sits with glowing red eyes in your in your <laughs> and they just draw a smile doorway. on it <laughs> like paint a smile yeah and then <laughs> like you know uh mauls you to death when you startle it in the night it turns people <laughs> into the key master <laughs> <laughs> well holy shit that's awesome i yeah, am God so excited damn. i'm so excited for the future this rules yeah, that's the thing is that I think maybe you touched on this a little bit, Greg or or Brian, but it, people do just sort of eat this up because it does seem cool in quotes. Like it, mm-hmm. it has this wow factor. Of, yeah, it, of futurism, but it's so pointless if you think about it for, I don't know, more than a minute. Well, all it's going to do is make you insane. Like my brother, he doesn't have ring, but he has like a fancy you know camera security system outside his house which is like you know just like a shitty house and a shitty town in indiana and it alerts him whatever like anything whenever it catches anything on its motion sensor which is just basically him looking at his phone constantly going oh car drove by 
while somebody walked by. But he always looks, right? So it just has made him an insane person. It's not, <laughs> that's, that's it's not fucking... stopped a single crime or anything like that. It just made him insane. You, you the listener, are thinking, God, I'm so brain damaged for constantly looking at my Twitter <laughs> notifications. Yeah. But can you imagine if that was just a car drove by your house? Somebody, the mailman came by. Yeah. And what you, and you that, had to, you had to do the, the computer wasn't telling me that you had to perform the task of reviewing the footage to, to verify that mm-hmm. nothing was wrong. Yeah. Psychotic. And the, and the thing is, it's because it's nothing but false positives. It just makes you wish for a positive. So yeah. even though you, even though you live in the safest time to ever live in America for any type of crime, you're all ginned up. You, yeah, are all ginned up and are just hoping that it fucking happens, right? <laughs> Which, uh, that's just, you just described half of America. Yeah. Just fucking hoping it happens. Yeah. Well, and the grand irony is uh, the safest time for any sort of street crime in America. But yeah, you know, as far as having your money stolen from an insurance company and things like that, that all is definitely happening at record levels. But, you know, <laughs> don't worry about that. Make sure that you have a little drone copter flying around to make sure that the mailman's only dropping off packages and packages only. <laughs> you know, just unfucking believable. It uh, occurs to me now that they are just trying to automate next door. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah, they're to make it so that people don't have to post that they see someone walking. Oh my god, that is the next thing, right? Yeah. So for all the ring cameras to just make an automatic post yeah. to neighbors, yeah, that yeah. just anytime a car drives by, yeah. so that yeah. the cloud yeah. can do can verify the footage for you, right? So everyone chips in. So everyone's at work, but there's a few fucking psycho shut in old mm. people who are reviewing everybody's ring pings. Yeah, but like, yep. No worries, just the mailman. And they they send you a personal message each time. Don't worry, it was just the mailman again today. Yeah. Well, I'm almost positive that neighbors had some element of that built in. Because, of course, you can po- eat very easily post all your ring footage and stuff yeah. on neighbors. I think that that element was probably part of the original plan, actually. But because Samaritan kept getting itself into legal trouble, they basically like probably backed it awful little books if you remember way back when we read that whole article about neighbors it seemed like they, they were like yeah like anybody can look at the footage and then it's cool <laughs> man yeah. everybody stays safe <laughs> yeah I mean, awful just fucking psychotic just a psychotic <laughs> product for a population driven increasingly insane uh <laughs> I just I don't know. Like, what is this? You're not gonna do? be able to breathe the air, motherfucker. What do you care who's trampsing around your house in the middle of the night? Yeah, that dr- that drone's gonna watch you die. Asphyxiate. You're so fucking paranoid. If you can't get to sleep at night because you're worried about prowlers, to suffocate yourself with a fucking pillow. If maybe you wake up, maybe you maybe you don't. Like whatever. Yeah. Well, something one of things too. It's like I don't know. Like uh, I've had stuff stolen from me. I've been wrong. It's fine. Like yeah. stop stop crying. It's fine. Yeah, it happens. I, but, but it is insane that, yeah, we live in a city, in a country, right, where the bridges are all fucking falling down. The infrastructure <laughs> is literally crumbling around us. Everything's on fire. Yeah. And well, protect noth- what tiny bit is yours. Yeah. You know? And nothing can be done about any of that stuff. But for a mere $250, you can have a previously unimagined level of high tech home surveillance. <laughs> Some Jetson shit. Yeah, dude, to, to watch your own sh- shit, dude. Yeah, to watch your own children to make sure they don't ever leave the fucking <laughs> this house. This is Rosie like, v- version one. 
is yeah. this is insane. I would call mine Rosie when I get it, and it is, becomes a carrot. <laughs> yeah, like a double joke. It's like, Wait, we we should buy one of these. That would actually <laughs> be funny. It was just to uh, to do a TikTok where we smashed the shit out of it like Office Space style. Yeah, dude. The when people do start smashing the Boston Dynamics dogs, there's gonna be the most epic TikToks of all time. Oh, so yeah. Real. What we should do is going full on office space on one of those (laughs) things on a sidewalk. (laughs) We should buy one of these and we should teach it the map of City Hall and just have it fly (laughs) around City Hall. (laughs) It'll be like a fun thing for everybody in City Hall. Those like wave to it. We'll teach you to like nod when people wave. Like it'll do like a little doff of the cap. You you should keep that around. Keep it honestly. Keep it watching for the cops. So if they show up in your house. Uh, it warns you and distracts them trying to swat at it like like children <laughs> with a butterfly net uh, while giving you time to escape. Honestly, yeah. that's the reason to have a fucking security system in your home. Is you know early warning when the cops show up, well, so you know when to set off the C four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably you've armed the claymores when you went to bed, Brian. So there's no real action needed on your part. Okay. <laughs> oh holy shit that sucks that really um, sucks gotta say <laughs> well should we should we close it out gentlemen yeah i think so um in this brave new world we'd like to thank a new patron anna marie thank you for signing up hey you, anna marie welcome sucker you yeah, can anna- be, yeah Go oh, ahead. I was going to say, Anna Marie, you've gotten us $5 closer to getting a uh, ring drone. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a fleet of drones. <laughs> a fleet of ring drones. I actually oh. can't, I can't open the door to my house anymore because it's so full of ring drones. Just why? <laughs> I, just, I just realized you might be able to make real world joust with those. Oh, you that guys remember that game, Joust? Oh, yeah. yeah. That shit would rule. What's actually going to happen is they're going to do because you know all movies are remakes now. They're going to make a remake of Up, where it's just he's a he's he's a ring like salesman, so he just has a ten thousand ring drones lift his house up, fly around. I just want to walk down the street like with a, a legion of them behind me, you know, just like menacing anyone oh, who comes near. But yeah, honestly, having to fight like uh, putting like uh, knives and hammers on them. And making- <laughs> Like, it's like it's less like uh, battle bots and more like high tech cockfighting. <laughs> Drone fights. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you, <laughs> Anne Marie. If you want to be cool like they are, you can sign up to our Patreon and hear hundreds of episodes of similar musings <laughs> and uh, rants. Sweet. Sweet, sweet content, baby. Yeah. We know oh, that's what yeah. you want. So, and by the way, if you listen to uh, this Patreon episode coming up, uh, you'll learn about what the police response to the council vote was. So, yeah, kick over to Patreon also, and all about it. A new mechanical freak coming soon on the yep. Patreon. Extremely soon, like this week soon. So. Yeah, with um, Justin Roll. Yep, uh, friend of the show. He, who I saw the other day, who I saw on Saturday. Um, He'll be talking about uh, uh, his uh, mobbed up 
Dem families <laughs> history of crimes, crimes and derailing against, crimes against humanity for, for <laughs> anything good in America. Uh, uh, Want to so. know why America sucks? Well, Justin Rolls family is a, plays a part, and you get to hear all about it. Yeah, real exciting stuff. <laughs> cool. All right, all right, bye, everybody. Yeah, bye. bye.